Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring interviews and a D&D 5e actual play adventure, so you can learn about different game systems and content creation, while also listening to us disrupt everyday life on the Sword Coast. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on your podcasting platform, so come join us as we improvise, adapt, and overcome. Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. My name's Matt, I'm your compare for this backstage session from the current Main House production, uh, and we're in an actual place altogether uh, with a cat, which is the source of any back- background noise you might be hearing. Uh, Tilly's kibble. <laughs> Joining me backstage are. Hello, I'm Josh. I'm playing Ginny Green Teeth, the Spell Slinger. Hi, I'm Ellie. I'm playing Percy Byron, the Exile. Hi, I'm Nat. I'm playing Gwyneth, the Divine. Hello, my name's Alex, and I'm playing Graham, the Summoned. So we're mixing and matching some groups that have played together before. So we have uh, two alumni of Vigil Playtime. And we have two alumni of Vigil Cold Snap. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and this, this episode, we're going to work out how everybody knows each other. So we know that for some of these pairs already. So let's just quickly recap, first of all. Percy and Graham already have established backstory. So let's just remind ourselves what that is. Uh, so Graham showed understanding when I was confused and overwhelmed when I arrived into the present day. Because he's had experience of arriving in a world he doesn't know. Um, similarly, um, Ellie sees my, my human side and because she shares my, my feeling of being removed um, out of place, out of time. Yeah, we, we ended up with, with these two characters who at face value might have been uh, very at each other's throats. Mm. Uh, Percy's nemesis is a demon, Graham is a demon. There was great possibility for, uh, for violence there, but... Uh, <laughs> They, they went a different way with the backstories, which yeah. is very nice. I mean, I'm sure there's still potential for violence, <laughs> but we just haven't got there yet. Never say never to violence. That is one of my mottos. But, but if there is, it wouldn't be because Graham's a demon, it would be because Graham's annoying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also Ginny and Gwyneth already know each other, already have established backstories, so mm-hmm. let's remind ourselves what that is. Two very old ladies yep. <laughs> just looking to make sense of this crazy helter-skelter world. Trying to trying to live in the modern world. Ginny was partly responsible for Gwyneth's de-ducking. Anti-anodyne realization. Fancy words. Someone's been waiting to use that, haven't they? <laughs> Someone's on Wikipedia first thing this morning. 
You're not playing Olwyn Callahan the 16th now, Josh. Good reference. <laughs> yeah, so this this wasn't originally written down on the sheet, obviously, um, but we decided that some spark of magical arcane-ness brought Gwynny, not Ginny, I'm Ginny, brought Gwynny out of her Ginny and Gwynny, good. Well, it was, we think that, I have not discussed this with Vicky and Dave, but uh, it was assumed that, like, some of the more mundane characters had noticed, like, there's something weird about this duck, and that was enough to kind of break part of the spell, enough for Ginny to be like, I can do something about that, Mm. and did. But you were also... um, Oh, that was it, you were trying to summon a guardian for the duck pond because there was something... Some that demon in the duck pond, and the duck pond was like, well, there's a guardian right here. Mm-hmm. She's just a duck right yeah. now. <laughs> and so there was just an explosion of pond water and steam, and yes. then you just then kind this... of fell <laughs> splashing in the water. Yeah. And suddenly there soggy was a hippie appeared. soggy, awesome hippie with a giant long... No, what is it? You hold your bow staff. Quarter staff. Okay, so I would like to correct this now. In the in the initial character creation, I said quarter staff. Historically, it should be a quarter staff. And then when we recorded Cold Snap, I kept saying bow staff because it's easier to the tongue, to, quicker to say. And I feel like the this weaponry history nerd in me is annoyed at myself. So it is a quarter staff. Okay. What's, what's the difference? A bow staff is an Asian, East Asian martial arts weapon. Gotcha. It's a lot longer and thinner and bendier. A quarter staff is solid. It's just a big old stick. It is a big old stick. <laughs> now, I guarantee you are the only person that's annoyed by that. There was no one else listening to Colesnap who threw their headphones down on the floor and said, well, they've just lost themselves a subscriber. That's a goddamn post-up. Uh, all, all the history nerds have been well up in merely role players' DMs. So I'm glad, thank you for clearing that up. So it's good that, that fire hose is just going to ease off a bit now. And guys, remember hashtag be kind. We, we all make mistakes. <laughs> So, those are the relationships we already have established. Let's work out some backstory between the uh, characters who have not appeared together before. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. we have a few, not as many relationships to create as we have in previous Connections episodes. But, for instance, uh, Ginny needs a relationship with Graham and a relationship with Percy. Mm-hmm. Percy needs a relationship with the two Cold Snap people, etc., etc. Does anybody want to volunteer to go first? I have one that I think is, it feels kind of obvious yeah. to me. Given what happened in playtime, um, I have one of them that is, you have a crucial role in what is to come, I'm here to guide and defend you. So I think she possibly recognises that Percy was brought here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, okay, well, if I'm helping these people out, she's clearly important, so must protect. Thanks. That sounds great. Ellie, uh, since it's it's passed to you, do you ha- uh, would you like to establish a relationship with either Gwynny or Ginny? I have one for Gwynny. They possess a message or item left for you from your comrades in the past. Ask them to tell you what it is and how it came into their possession. Oh, that's very intriguing. Which also presumably means a human gave a duck some stuff. (laughs) Was it a mystical bit of bread? (laughs) Seed? Now, I wonder if it was, maybe it was something where um, it was a, a little artifact that to hide it, one of your your colleagues in the past had kind of been like running through the town that was probably village at the time and just kind of shoved it in a bush. Yeah, or threw it in the Which pond. was in, in the reeds yeah. and Gwyn kind of just took it. 
and put it in her nest. Not that she would have had a nest because she wouldn't have laid eggs or had children. <laughs> it might have been for comfort purposes. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. Bed. nice yeah. and shiny. I think it sounds I like lovely. It. Yeah. Do we, do we already have something with an amulet? Do you have an amulet? I have an amulet that is needed for time travel. Maybe, ooh, maybe this is a companion ring that slots <gasps> into the amulet. Oh my god. Oh, fuck it. I don't know, yeah, what exactly that implies, but Let, let's, I'm going to say Gwyn doesn't know either. Yeah. Okay. Let's leave it loose what it actually does. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it has matching symbolism on it, and it wasn't until maybe we sat down and kind of had a chat and you mm. noticed Gwyn had just been wearing it because I found this, mm. this is mine, it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a human thing. Part of her backstory is, you know, she's a bit Little Mermaid-y with yeah. the human world. So... Yeah, she just kept it. It was fun. And then you realised what it was. So it wasn't an intentional, I have been given this to guard for you. Mm. But hey, crazy coincidences. Yeah. Mm. Do you think if you link the, the brooch and the amulet and the ring together, you turn into some sort of giant megazord? <laughs> That'd be great. Maybe. Mm. It's a possibility. <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> Sounds very similar to, you know, the Uncharted when Drake's ring goes into that mm. circular disc oh, yeah. and they start oh, yeah. to like rotate yeah. and click and all sorts of fun mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. But, but not that but, one, but, but, for, not for that. but <laughs> legally distinct. Yeah. Legally distinct. A giant robot of similar mm. but not... Yeah, great. So we've upset the history nerds and we've upset the people at Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, whoever owns Transformers. Just all nerds. Please don't sue us. Hashtag uh, be kind. It'll be interesting to find out whether this is something that was part of the time machine design that Percy was aware of, mm. or whether it's like a development of the design that yeah. happened after mm. she came to the future. So in the future of the time machine, but still the past of the world. Yes. Time travel. Time, time, time. <laughs> <gasps> Maybe it was Ada's. Maybe. Mm. But she died like two days after I came to the mm-hmm. end. I'm so sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Josh, I would like to form some sort of backstory relationship with either Graham or Percy. I don't want to do Graham yet because I've had a <laughs> slightly mischievous thought and uh, maybe that should maybe I should think on it a little longer. Um, and I should say again <laughs> that obviously if none of the suggested ones on the sheet make sense or if you want to go off piece and invent new ones then feel very free to do that. Oh, good. Because obviously we, we, this is the stuff that you would normally be doing at the very beginning of the game before anybody had done any playing and anything. So mm. if there's stuff that's come up in seasons already that gives you an idea, mm. go for it. Okay, so I've got mine for Percy. You thought they were dead, and now they're back. I mean, that's accurate. So <laughs> here's my thoughts. Yes. So Ginny's whole deal is that she's been around for centuries and centuries and centuries, but she has sort of died and then been reborn, mm. right? There's some real mad reincarnation shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time when she comes back, it's not always in human form. Right. Uh, she's come back as uh, as animals, plants, minerals, a, 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 a waft of wind, sure. uh, a, a beautiful babbling brook. Yes. So I'm thinking that we knew each other, that yeah. Ginny and Percy knew each other yeah. back in Victorian times. When you were a body of water. When? Well, I... <laughs> How do we feel about this? I was the River Thames. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled a bike out of me. I was very stinky. 
I'm filled with effluence. I was thinking about going a little bit more Pocahontas with this. I think I was a face in the tree. Oh, Grandmother Willow. You used to go to Regent's Park in London or something and rest up against your favourite tree and old Grandmother Ginny used to sort of sing lovely lullabies and give you wise advice. Hello, <laughs> the Pocahontas has got like a sensible talking tree and then Percy's just got this insane old bin trapped in a, in a birch it's sensible Grandmother Willow is wise but she's not sensible she's very mischievous she's quite yeah, silly as silly. well okay. yeah. standard old lady in Disney films behaviour you need to rewatch okay. Pocahontas yeah, yeah I've probably only seen it once to be fair I mean it's mm. very problematic <laughs> yeah well just, just skip to the tree bit don't, don't deal with anything else what do you mean just yeah. find the, the Grandmother Willow supercut on YouTube yeah <laughs> And try to forget the fact that Pocahontas in real life was about 13 years old yeah. and just ignore the love story with Mel Gibson and, <laughs> died, yes. and died in, where was it? Kent, Ramsey. Kent, Gravesend. Yeah. Let's sweep yeah. that problematic story under the carpet and get back to the one we're talking about. I agree. <laughs> Gravesend is an awful place. Um, <laughs> so that, that's, that's my thought. How do you feel? I think that's ridiculous. Good. <laughs> Good or just ridiculous? Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, no, I like it. Yeah. I think so, and so does does Percy recognise the now human Ginny as the tree she used to talk she to? Has Ginny revealed herself as? Oh, I knew you in the past. Well, this has taken place like a few weeks after mm-hmm. Percy's appearance, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't necessarily have to do the oh, scene of no. oh, I recognise you used to lean on me, I used to whisper advice, yeah. and you're like, who's this mad old? No, I'm like, oh, look at your craggy bark <laughs> face. I'd recognise that anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, craggy bark face. Yeah, this is all establishing stuff that you you have you have mm. formed this relationship before yeah, the session oh starts. Word. I think it's more of like a I don't know more of um, a, a, a connection that you just feel. You get like magicy vibes, and you're like, ah, old tree lady, rather than mm-hmm. oh, you look like a tree because yes. that could be rather hurtful to Ginny. Like, that's not her feelings. Yeah, all right. But yeah, just one just one day of just Ginny tree was just in the park waiting for Percy to come, and you just never returned. Yeah. Yeah. And she just slowly, autumn turned to winter, turned to spring, and you never came back. No, and then she got chopped down. And then she got turned into a block of flats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped down. Alex, since Hello. you haven't done one yet, uh, would you like to create a, a connection between Graham and either Gwynny or Ginny? Well, as we've got someone tied to a god in our midst, I feel that they they would they would probably know that so Gwynny would probably know something about my issues with the apocalypse in as much as I'm gonna bring it about. I'm still kind of like that's not gonna happen. So yeah, um I think I think that would be quite nice if, if Gwynny has a, a sense of I'm going to do something awful. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know what. So that really goes with the one that I was thinking for you. Amazing. Which is out of all of the list in this history here, the, I don't think there's anyone else in the like the vigil group that this would apply to because it's just so extreme. Um, they are an abomination <laughs> and should be destroyed. Except you can't work out with them why not. Oh, oh. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a lot. And that's not to say that she hates you mm. or anything I'm mm. sure we can get she just on. doesn't want me to be around but I think anymore. Gwyn is very much of the like the fae and the nature and this world and Graham is from another yeah. kind of existence and that feels like physically wrong mm. to her and he's a threat to the mortals that you've sworn threat- to protect exactly yeah. 
But we don't know why. And obviously, he's very affable. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think, okay, that I like there that. There is a physical disgust there. <laughs> I mean, that, I think that pervades across all of the, the members of the dif- differing parties um, that, that so far. That suddenly felt like that bit in First Dates where they're like, do you want to see each other again? And one just goes, there's some physical disgust there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get past the tentacles. Um, I, tried, just, I tried so hard. No, I just, no, I just can't do it. Well, maybe just as friends. <laughs> So the, the one in mind did directly to sort of verbatim quote it is tied into your destiny somehow. Tell them how they fit into your first sign of the apocalypse. So your first sign of the apocalypse was take the throne, take which the we throne. decided was your fancy office chair. Mm. Yeah. The first yeah. sign of the of the apocalypse was when Graham took his seat in the yeah. in the accountant's mm. office. Yeah, um, and I, the thing is, I've also read in the the instructions, the instructions, the rules um, that. When I use my luck, there is a different sign of the apocalypse every time. I haven't used any luck yet, so I haven't taken my throne yet. But when I oh, use no, no, luck, you have the, oh, I have. Yeah, the, you you start with one sign of the apocalypse already having happened. Oh, right. Okay, thank you. So for that one's me. happened. That one's happened. But there's, there's others that. May How many happen. official steps are there? Just. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of prompts, but you only have seven luck. So okay. after he spent seven luck, the apocalypse. So there's at least seven steps. Happens. Right. Yeah, sure. So, so we might have to help Gwynny in taking down Graham <laughs> just for the sake of this section. <laughs> so you don't bring about the apocalypse by the end. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff going on there. So yeah, I, d- I don't know what if you had any ideas about what you know about. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're tied into my destiny, but you know that I'm going to do something weird. Yeah. And awful. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so now I think that means you've got all of your I've got connections all of mine, now. Yep. Cool, Ellie. What's yes. your last one? So my connection with Ginny. I think this will work. They had a vision, premonition, or prophecy that mentioned your exile. Tell them what the vision showed them about you. Ooh, is that a thing that Ginny can have? Yeah, I mean she's all about visions and divination. Oh, and good. Stuff like that. But what did the vision show Ginny about Percy? So what were the last moments leading up to the? Time travel incident. Needed to go and fight a big demon. Mm-hmm. All our colleagues have gone off to do it and not come back. Mm-hmm. So the plan was for me to get in a not quite ready to use yet time machine and go back to the 1600s to fight the demon when it came to Earth, mm. uh, which was during the Great Fire of London. Interesting. And I missed yeah. and ended up in the present day. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so it was that this demon of fire was burning its way through the Rosebriar Forest towards what is now Sheridan Library, what used to be the Order's Sheridan HQ, right. which is where the time machine was That's set. So cool. Perhaps there was a vision of... What would have happened had you gone back to 1666? Oh. The outcome of the fight, of the confrontation between yourself and the fire demon. Yeah. And perhaps it wasn't great for the Oh. Movie. So it's just as well that I ended up where I did, because otherwise I'd be dead. Potentially. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it was like a sliding doors style situation where one Percy goes back to 1666 and one goes forward to yeah. the present day. Yeah. And one outcome was much more favor- favorable yeah. than the other. Cool. And so Ginny knows that you're on the right path, but you've just got to go through a number of quite difficult steps and deal with some eccentric individuals in a small market town yes. before you go on to eternal glory and slay the demon. Great. Thanks, Ginny. <laughs> you're welcome, my darling. <laughs> Josh, uh, what would you like Ginny's final one to be? So I think this works nicely. I've been thinking about this for a little while. Okay. Please tell me how you feel about it. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm well, now deeply worried, but I th- carry on. 
I think it works nicely considering what Nat's relationship with you was. So, they're an on-again, off-again love interest. <gasps> Ask them what keeps you apart. Tell them what keeps you together. Oh. Can tentacles be both? <laughs> <laughs> they push and they pull. <laughs> I give with one tentacle and then I take away with the other. Wow. But you- that's... You've got like a, a humanoid form. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like a look. Yeah. Sort of like Super a, sexy um, A glamour yeah, yeah. sort of. But you've been around. Very distinguished. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the outfit, that design you've done on Hero Forge, very, very good looking gentleman. Yeah. Um, but you've, the thing is, you've been around for a long time, right? Yeah. You're super, super old as well. Yeah. So I haven't been on Earth for a super long time, but mm-hmm. I've been around. Yeah, I feel like the age difference is not what's shocking us. <laughs> What I mean is our paths could have crossed multiple times throughout the centuries. Good point. Oh, so it could be on again, off again. In terms of time. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Although this y- is your just... death keeps keeping us apart. Yeah, exactly. So you, 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 every so often, just dying. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you would have gone back to Regent's Park mm. in the 1800s to go and have a nice picnic under me, and then there's, oh, she's been, the tree's been demolished, has <laughs> been torn down. a block of flats. <laughs> but, but Graham's, how long has Graham been on Earth, though? I think we decided about 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd been around for no. a lot longer. He's old, but he's, he's, mm. he lived in the like hell he dimension. Was, yeah. Oh, interesting. He was accidentally summoned. Well, possibly accidentally. He was summoned, mm. and he wasn't what the summoners wanted. <laughs> so I feel like your on-again-off-again relationship would have only existed in the last 10 years. Which, to be fair, that's longer than a lot of oh, again, absolutely. off-again sure. love interest might be. <laughs> Okay, so and I think since it, since I've maybe I wandered into your 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 shop, mm, your gift shop, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But Ding also, uh, it would be very in character uh, for a, a witch to do sort of you know cast the bones and speak to a demon throughout mm. the. Maybe. Oh, maybe you had a long distance relationship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were pen pals up until that point. <laughs> so. The, yeah, speaking oh through gosh. the flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know you worked as a demon, like in, you had just like an office job, didn't mm. you? Maybe your office was in a company that like was in charge of receiving calls from other realms where they were doing like summoning things to find out little bits of information or whatever from the Feywild. And so you were like, "Hello, uh, demons are us." <laughs> <laughs> and Ginny's there, like, "Oh, I wish to know what time the bus will arrive." And you're going, oh, "It's going to be the twelve forty-three to Luton, all right?" <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That sound fun? I think it's like a meeting of, like a, yeah. a romantic relationship in the meeting of minds. Mm. Does in mean the... Ginny is sort of inadvertently summoned both a demon and a celestial? Oh, God damn it, potentially. <laughs> well, she is a meddlesome old rat bag, so it makes sense that she's had a hand in everything. A meddlesome old rat That's bag. on her Tinder profile? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why is that old tree? Why is one of the photos just an old tree? <laughs> oh, that's some social media content we could do. Everybody's Tinder profiles. That would be really good. <laughs> We need to come up for a different a different name other than Tinder, though. Oh, but but having a, a picture of an old tree on Tinder, though. Yeah, that was really good. I would it be worked. like, uh, not Tinder, but like Sherry Down's terrible Facebook group, like the Sherry, oh, like the Sherry next Down Lonely Hearts. Sherry Down Lonely yeah. Hearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nextdoor.com. Oh dear, oh God. Could <laughs> it be called Sherry Down to Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but at the same time, yes. That's canon. Matt, write that down. Write that down. As of this moment, we are we are in the market for a coding partner. <laughs> Alex, uh, I think this is the last connection we need to form. Uh, what would you like your last one to be, given everything that's gone before? Okay, that's, that's interesting, because... 
I, w- I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, my last one is with Ginny. Um, Don't break my heart, Alex. No. <laughs> so my my romantic one has already been taken um, by by Mick. Um, and it's not a romantic obsession, it's just an obsession. Mm. Um, just a nice, normal, common or garden yeah. obsession. But I've got you're a good friend. No, that doesn't seem accurate. You're telling me we're just friends. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> want friends on you immediately. That would be cruel. <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> so, so, so immediately. Um, okay, there's one which was, was there when you were summoned. Ask them who the summoners were. Because mm. I don't know... So you you were there. I was excited to meet you at last in person after our long distance conversations. Because <laughs> presumably so, you were summoned by someone who actually wanted to bring about the apocalypse. Yes, I get I get the impression that they wanted to bring about the the apocalypse, but I think maybe you intervened, and that's the reason why I turned up. Rather oh, than a big scary yeah. nasty demon. Rather than a big scary nasty oh. demon, you just maybe changed a glyph, and we're like, Ooh. that's going to be Graham. <laughs> it could have been like Rotating. an undercover operation. Yeah, you decide, yeah. the cultists. <laughs> I mean, meddlesome rat bag. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> just like mix up a few things. Yeah, because if you were like, oh, well, I can't stop this from happening. Yeah. But what I can do is ensure that the demon that's summoned is A, useless, mm. and B, my love interest. <laughs> Get him closer. Get him freaky deaky. Nice. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cool. Maybe when it comes to uh, who were the summoners, we could maybe put that one off because we're going to have a chat in another backstage episode about the magical community of England Mm -hmm. and the various different groups that might be Mm. involved. So we could maybe flesh some of those out and see if maybe one of those groups is the summoners. Mm. That would Mm. be amazing. Cool. So I summon both of you guys, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Both Gwynny and Nice and Graham. Yeah. And you sort of had an inkling that Percy was going to show up as well. She just knows everything. Yeah. She's she's very meddling, but she knows a lot of things. <laughs> That's her thing. It's hard to tell at this point whether this is a good thing and, and Ginny should be protected or whether it's all her fault and we should just stop her. <laughs> Listen, you've got enough when you play Dean yeah, with Graham in this one. Don't try and take both of us out. And protecting Percy. And protecting Percy. Yeah. I'm lovely. I, I know you are, darling. I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, in love with you. So, yeah. you know. Enamoured. Yes. Very good. Uh, some unexpected and exciting choices. I love all of this. And I think that means that we are ready to move on. as Graham, Josh Yard as Ginny Greenteeth, and Ellie Pitkin as Persephone Byron. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.
Hello, I'm Josh. I'm playing Green. Hello, I'm Josh. I'm playing Ginny Green Teeth, the Spell Slinger. Hi, I'm Ellie. I'm playing Percy. I ate. <laughs> 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 We've all forgotten how to speak. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus Christ. Okay. <clears throat> Should we do this whole thing again or should we just go for a Shall we reconvene tomorrow? Uh, uh, I can do it. Jesus Christ alive, this is going to be fun. <laughs>